Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 32 of Season 2 of the Toward Light Podcast. This is the first episode for 2022, and I want to talk about the vicissitudes, the eight worldly winds. These have been on my mind for a while as something to bring up, because they're another way to help us see the truth of dukkha, the truth of impermanence, the truth of equanimity. The vicissitudes are pleasure and pain, gain and loss, praise and blame, fame and ill repute. This was highlighted for me when I had days back to back where one day I learned that somebody very dear to me had died, and the next day I learned that somebody very dear to me is pregnant. And so I experienced these worldly wins, the the loss, the pain, but then the pleasure and the gain. It's important for us to look at these vicissitudes because it helps to normalize our experiences. It helps us to depersonalize our experiences a little bit. Sometimes when a bad thing happens, we can say, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. But if we see this, oh, this is just the worldly wind of loss, or this is just the worldly wind of pain, it allows us some space to see clearly and to have a better idea of how we might move forward. I'm going to talk about each of these pairs, this first pair of pleasure and pain. We all know this, right? And sometimes it's useful or helpful for me to look at how this can sometimes show up with the same thing. So my first bite of pizza is so much pleasure. But if I end up having six slices, I end up in pain, right? So it's not about the thing. Like the pizza is not good or bad. It's not a pleasure object or a pain object. It's our relationship to it. And so pleasure and pain are going to happen. And I think that's really important to highlight with pleasure because so often in Buddhist circles, there's sort of this overemphasis on non-attachment or non-enjoyment or something. That's not what this practice is about. This practice is about being with whatever our experience is in the moment. And often that can be pleasurable, that can be pleasant, that can be enjoyable. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're with it, with sort of this open-handed feeling, not grasping to it, but appreciating it while it's here. Because the wind of, of pain will come through, but then the wind of pleasure will come. And sometimes we can go back and forth very quickly. My teacher, Matthew Brensilver, says the flow of pleasure and pain is ungovernable. And so that's part of what we see when we look at these vicissitudes is we see that we're not controlling this. Yes, we can look at our relationship to things. Yes, we can look at how when things come up, we react to them. 
But pleasure and pain is going to happen. We can't decide when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen or for how long. It just happens. The second pair is gain and loss. We can see this again in my example of a death and a new life. We can see this in small things where we gain a new colleague at work or we lose a colleague at work. We gain money, we lose money. Again, this is ungovernable. This just happens. Gain and loss happens. Sometimes it seems like we're on a streak of gaining or losing. And when that's the case, it can be helpful to look at the flip side. So if you're feeling like, gosh, I'm just getting one loss after another, it's useful to say, okay, well, what are some gains that have happened? Even when we have difficult moments, it often opens us to new or better things. And so we can look at that. An artist that I know at the end of every year writes how many grants she applied for and how many she got and how many rejections she got. And it's so beautiful to see that, to see that she's like, yeah, this is the reality of being a working artist is that I win some and I lose some. There are gains and there are losses. It's a really beautiful practice that she does. And I really appreciate every year when she posts it. The next pair is praise and blame. If you are in any situation where you get reviews, whether it's at work or even just hearing feedback from a friend, you can notice what sticks with you. Is it the praise or is it the blame? Now, biologically, the way that our brains work, when praise hits the brain, it's like Teflon, it sort of slides off. But when blame hits the brain, it's like Velcro, it sticks. And that's to keep us safe, right? That's the part of our brain that says, okay, you need to remember that you got this blame. So if you think, okay, we're living in a tribe and someone said, oh, you did this wrong, you need to remember that so you do it right next time so you stay in the tribe, right? Unfortunately, over time, we don't have the same consequences of what getting kicked out of a tribe would be. And so unfortunately, we do often keep the negative more than the positive. So it is useful when you get praise to write it down or to record it somehow to so you can look back and remind yourself. I was just flipping through some old papers the other day, and I found a certificate of a award that I got in grad school, and I had totally forgotten about it. And I remember actually when I got it, I found out in like the weekly newsletter and I emailed my advisor and was like, why did I get this? I don't understand this. Like I was upset. I didn't take in the praise. I was so stuck in blame. And so it really was pointer to me. And since then, I've really tried to pay attention. When the praise comes, can I take it in? The last pair is fame and ill repute. So that's being thought well of or not being thought well of. 
We can see this in our friendships, in our work relationships, in our families. We can see this on big stages of having fame in the way that we think of movie stars or ill repute, like people who have gotten bad consequences for their actions very publicly. But for most of us, this is on a small scale. And it could be as simple as being your boss's favorite for a little while, and then you're not anymore. You make a misstep at work, and all of a sudden, you feel like you're not being invited to the work lunches anymore. Or you're getting a bunch of likes on your Instagram posts, and then you aren't. Again, ungovernable, again, comes and goes. There's no way that we can plan this. So when we're looking at these vicissitudes, as I said, this helps us look at dukkha, this helps us look at anicca, impermanence, and this helps us look at equanimity, upekka. So the way it helps us look at dukkha is we see that these sides, the pain, the loss, the blame, the ill repute, we see that these just happen, that we're not making them happen, we're not creating them. This is just part of dukkha, the difficulty of life these things happen. It's not personal. We're not bad or wrong. But these difficult things will happen to us. Pain, loss, blame, ill repute. And our option in those moments is how do we respond? And we see a Nietzsche impermanence because these things come and go. We see the pleasure arise and pass away, the pain arise and pass away. Michelle Obama, in her book, when she was talking about kind of her life as the first lady, she said, in any given day, we were exposed to so much glamour, excellence, devastation, hope. And that's what we can see. We can see all of the things happening. We can see that things change for us, for others can see again that we're not doing anything wrong. These vicissitudes are just arising and passing away, just like everything else. And the way that we can cultivate equanimity is if we don't get knocked over by these waves, by these winds. Michelle McDonald says, equanimity is an unconditional acceptance of the vast range of joys and sorrows in this world without closing the heart. So we feel whatever we're experiencing, but we don't let it knock us over. We don't get trapped in it. So we don't get totally enchanted with pleasure. We also don't get totally devastated by pain. We feel the enchantment and the devastation, but we have a solidity or a rootedness that allows us to be with these worldly winds, to be with these vicissitudes as they arise and pass away. And so as we enter this new year, which might feel like an important demarcation for some of you and less so for others, But it's a good time to reflect on the previous year. What were some pleasures and pains? What were some gains and losses? What were some praises and blames? What were some fame and ill repute? Look back and and see the balance. See that 
there's some on both sides. Some years it might feel like the pain list is longer than the pleasure list, other years vice versa. But when we take a broader scope, when we take a broader view, it sometimes helps us to see these vicissitudes clearly and to see that we can be rooted as we experience these eight worldly winds. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.